This week on the podcast, I'm welcoming my friend Gary to join me. Gary has been to Walt Disney World countless times, but 22 of those times he's actually stayed at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort. What keeps him coming back? Why does he keep going? Gary's on the podcast today to share his top six reasons why he just loves Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Francine and you're listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast, a podcast where our first topic of conversation will always be Disney. I've been a Disney fan for as long as I can remember and I'm determined to bring more of that Disney magic into my everyday life. So if you need a little extra pixie dust in your day, you've come to the right place. Thanks so much for listening and let's get started. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. I am really excited this week. I have my friend Gary Cruz on the podcast with me. Hi, Gary. Hi, Francine. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. We've talked about this before. Uh, Gary is a fellow Disney lover. Him and his wife, Carol, are massive Disney fans, really integrated in the Disney community. You've written a bunch of blogs for me. And you guys also have your own website where people can find you online. Uh, and it's carol-anne.ca. And you've got a whole ton of trip reports and all sorts of fun stuff on there. For like history, people want to know about history. Your Disney room is fantastic. If you guys have followed me online, you've seen some of Gary's posts. And I really wanted to have Gary on, especially to talk about this subject because it's very near and dear to his heart, and I just love it. Uh, we wanted to talk about your top six reasons to stay at, or why you love Fort Wilderness at Disney's mm -hmm. Walt Disney World. Well, so that gives us lots to talk about. It's, <laughs> it's far and away my favorite resort. Uh, I, I look forward to staying there whenever we possibly can. Uh, if you ask Carol, uh, her favorite resort is the Polynesian, and she could live at the Polynesian. But her second favorite or, or her, her second choice to live would be Fort Wilderness. It's just very special in so many ways. I could really see the last time that we happened to be in Walt Disney World to, at the same time, we came over to visit you guys at um, Fort Wilderness, and you could just see how much you guys love it. And you really kind of made me fall in love with it even more. I've stayed in the cabins, but yeah, your reasons are, are just, you made me fall in love with it even more. I could see it on your face. <laughs> <laughs> so how many times have you stayed at Fort Wilderness? 22 times. Uh, we, we had a motorhome for a number of years. We, uh, we made 19 trips in the motorhome over, I think, the 13, 12 or 13 years we owned it. Uh, most of them we spent at least two or three weeks uh, at the campground. But a couple of them we combined it with, uh, you know, a week at Hilton Head and then went to Fort Wilderness or uh, a week in the Keys and then we went to Fort Wilderness or even the Gulf Coast. Uh, but most of it was we went directly to Disney. We stayed for two or three weeks and then came home. Um, then a, a couple of years ago, we had sort of, we'd done our whole bucket list with the motorhome. And the only place we were going to keep going was back and forth to Fort Wilderness. So, so we decided to sell it. And since then, we've been renting a trailer and staying in Fort Wilderness in a rental trailer for uh, three weeks at a time. We've done that three times. And we have two bookings for next year. We plan to be there February and March uh, for a three-week stay. And then October, November over Halloween for another stay of roughly three weeks. Wow. So, and yeah, you we, guys, we like it a lot. <laughs> you book it far in advance because it fills up. Yeah, it's uh, we, we haven't actually got the we have the trailer reserved for October, November, but the booking window has not opened up for the campsites at that point yet. But uh, our agent has our details. And as soon <laughs> as the window opens, then she's going to make the booking for us. She'll be on it for you. Absolutely. Yeah. So you have, you put together a list for me of six reasons that you love to stay there. So maybe we mm -hmm. can just start mm -hmm. with, with your, yeah. your first reason that you love. Yep. It. 
Okay, it's um, the first thing I, I, I put on my list for you is is not so much something I love about it, but but something that people might not be aware of and probably really need to know, and that is that Fort Wilderness is a really really big place. Uh, to put it in perspective, the campground itself covers seven hundred acres. The Magic wow. Kingdom is one hundred and seven acres. So picture that the campground is seven times the size of the Magic Kingdom. Wow. Uh, there are two or three main roads inside the campground, and then all of the campsites and the cabins are on loops, roads that loop off of those main roads. And there are 20 loops with campgrounds, with campsites rather, and uh, there are about 800 campsites. I think the exact number is 799, but that may have changed. So think in terms of 800 campsites, and there are over 400 cabins in eight loops in a separate cabin area. So it's it's a huge, huge area. And, and they're it, called loops, aren't they? Like when you... They're called... Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they each has an individual name. There's like Cinnamon Fern Trail, and, you know, they all have cute kind of rustic names. But uh, but they all loop off the main road and back onto the main road. Um, and uh, within the campground is so big that inside there are three separate bus routes. So if you say you catch your at a park at the uh, studios and you hop a bus to go back to the campground, that bus will drop you at a bus stop at the entrance and you get off that bus and get onto another one that takes you into the campground and to your campsite. So there's the external bus that brings you from the parks or Disney Springs to the campground. And then inside the campground are three separate bus routes that take you to your campsites or your cabin. Uh, the, um, the buses run regularly. It's, it's excellent service, just like all of the other Disney resorts. Uh, but a lot of people find as well, when, when we took our motorhome, we always took our bicycles along with us and we'd ride our bikes around. We also always rent a golf cart, uh, just to run back and forth to the golf cart. The so golf cart bus, is very handy to get you back to the store and all that stuff too, right? Exactly, exactly. So there are basically, in the campground, there are kind of three main areas. When you, you come in by bus and first enter the park, uh, it's the check-in area. It's called the outpost, that, that whole group of buildings. The horse stables are there where all of the Disney horses live. So the horses that you see pulling the, the carts down Main Street and the horses in the parade. Uh, they all live at the campground in the Tricircle D Ranch, which is right there at the outpost when you first come in. Uh, right beside the, the bus station is where all the horses live. Um, the check-in, if, you, if you're staying at a cabin, you park your car, go into the office where the concierge desk is and the check-in desk, and you do your check-in there. If you're in a camper, uh, you pull your motorhome or your truck pulling your trailer up to a drive-through check-in spot. It's rustic. It's clad in, in uh, siding that makes it look like a log cabin. It's all kind of posts and logs and uh, very rustic looking. But it's six lanes wide this drive-through check-in area where the cast member comes out and talks to you through your window and hands you your check-in package and, and that sort of thing. Uh, <clears throat> then you drive further on into the campground. Kind of in the middle is uh, past several loops of, of campsites and past the cabin area is an area called the meadow. And the meadow is the recreation area. So that's where the pool and the bike barn and, and uh, all of the, a lot of the activities are. So it's about a half a mile from the outpost where you first arrive at the campground to the meadow. If you go past the meadow and go about another half a mile, you come to the settlement, which is where the Hoop-de-Doo Review is, Trails and Restaurant, 
And at both the, the meadow and the settlement, there are trading posts, a general store that's got basic groceries and the, the things that you need uh, for the staples. Uh, and uh, of course, tons and tons of Disney souvenirs and keepsakes and <laughs> stuff. So there's always a, it, there's always a good gift shop. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the marina is also at the settlement area, and the marina is where you go to catch a boat to the Magic Kingdom. So you ride a bus to all of the other resorts in Disney Springs, but if you're going to the Magic Kingdom, uh, the boat is the, the the only way to go. But it's also the best way to go. It's really a pretty ride across Bay Lake, over uh, past the Contemporary and to the Magic Kingdom. The boats run about every 20 minutes. And on Bay Lake, there's a second little loop of boats, two smaller boats that run just in a circle from the campground to the Contemporary Resort and then back to Wilderness Lodge, back to the campground. So the three resorts, it just circles around between those three. Uh, and uh, every night you can go down and, and sit at the marina on the beach or there's a, a patio area with tables and chairs and you can uh, watch uh, the, the fireworks show uh, uh, from the uh, from the patio there every night and then a few minutes later the uh, electric water pageant comes along and stops and performs directly in front of you so, so you get a great view of both <clears throat> exactly exactly it's, a... it's just a wonderful show Wow. So so that was my first point, that people have to understand that the campground is very, very big. And uh, from from the entry to the, the marina is a mile. So you need to be prepared to do a lot of walking uh, or use the bus system, use bicycles or rent a golf cart. But it's absolutely scenic and breathtaking. You're in a pine forest, palmettos everywhere, beautiful shrubbery. Uh, Lots of wildlife. We'll talk about that some more. <laughs> That's amazing. And you're right. I didn't realize quite how big it was the first time we stayed at um, in one of the cabins. I don't think I really had a concept of how big it was. And then mm -hmm. when we came to visit you guys uh, with with the whole setup, and I really had no idea. And you took us for a great drive around, so we got to see some more of it. You're an excellent tour guide for this place. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do like it a lot, and I guess it shows. It does, for sure. Okay, so what was your second thing? Um, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to put into words, but, but uh, uh, I think what I expressed to you was it's peaceful. It's, it's serene. It's, mm -hmm. um, when we pull into the fort, we just kind of feel the tension go away. It's almost it's, like a big um, exhale. Yeah, it's, it's, um, the place is rustic. It looks old time. It looks like all of those log structures. Uh, <clears throat> the, the bus shelters mm -hmm. are posts. The uh, uh, log cabin kind of construction on the internal bus line. Um, you sit on benches in the bus shelters that are, are, logs cut in half to make the seats that sort of thing um <clears throat> but it's so different than other resorts uh, um, you can open up the windows in your trailer or your motorhome and let the breeze blow through uh you can we wake up in the morning and we hear the boat whistles from the boats out on bay lake um, we take our first coffee in the morning and we go outside and we sit outside our trailer or the motorhome in our lawn chairs under the canopy and there are wild turkeys walking by the cardinals are whistling and you see them flying through the underbrush right beside you we've had deer walk within just a few yards of our campsite uh, and squirrels and rabbits and all sorts of animals run around armadillos but uh you can and you can virtually reach out and touch them it's it's an odd day where you you don't encounter wildlife it's 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 
it's like living in the Kilimanjaro safari ride, <laughs> but it's your home. And uh, uh, the the other thing I guess is that you kind of lose track of the fact that you are right in the middle of the biggest single tourist destination in the entire world. You wouldn't know and, it. And when you stay in one of the Disney hotels, you're well aware of it because it's always, the hotel is someplace where you stay until you can get to where you really want to go. Mm -hmm. uh, Carol and I have been to Disney so many times that we're quite strategic. We go to the parks and do the stuff we want to do. And then we go back to the campground, which is where we really want to be. Yeah. So it's kind of a reversal for us. And, and, uh, uh, just the, the peace and the quiet and the, the, the nature of the campground is where we prefer to be. So we, we like to do the experiences at the parks, but we just really like kicking back at, at the campground mm -hmm. and, and enjoying all the nature that it has to offer. And you got, I really got to see that. So you, uh, you have dogs. We heard one of them there. Mm -hmm. uh, your dogs love it there too. But you took us for a little walk when we were there. And I don't think really when you're walking along that grassy path that you took us and there's a stream and you're right. Like the wildlife <laughs> you see, I would, ne you would never think that you're in the middle of Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that there's a theme park, you know, <coughs> over on yeah. the other side of, of Bay Lake. You you wouldn't know it. You would really think that this is just you're out mm -hmm. in the wilderness. Yep, yep. And and it is so well done that you even lose track of the decade that you're in. <laughs> yes. You know, it's it's. Uh, I try to explain it to people like it's it's really like you have stepped back in time 50 or 60 years. You know, uh, we'll, we'll be sitting outside having our morning coffee, and the dogs will be out with us on their leads curled up, and uh, folks will walk by with their dogs. Everybody's out for a walk and you know, a stroll. And total strangers will stop and look in, and they'll admire our dogs, and, you know, we'll chat. And the first thing you know, they're in, and they're, we're chatting away with total strangers. and. That just doesn't happen when you're staying in one of the hotels. It's yeah. just that kind of, um, when, when we were there this past time, and I, I think uh, when, when you guys dropped in to see us, the folks next door uh, in the motorhome that was parked directly beside where we were, <clears throat> was a nice couple from Valdosta, Georgia. And we had never met them, but one day I was out and they had, little posts out with some some garden flags hanging on that were disney themed garden flags so i saw him one day and asked him where did you get the flags because we like that kind of stuff we like to decorate our campsite and he said well i got those in a flea market up in valdosta um but he said i've got to take my wife back and she's got to go to the dentist tomorrow it's like a four-hour drive so he said we're going to be gone a couple of days and then i'll be back but I'll stop in and see if they've got any more. And I said, okay, fine. I hadn't, total stranger, never met him, and that was the first time I'd ever spoken to him. I said, well, okay, safe travels, and, you know, if there's anything I can do. He was leaving his motorhome there and right. taking the car. So if there's anything I can do, let me know while you're gone. And he came over and left me his cell phone number and said, just keep an eye, and if you see anything I need to know, give me a shout. Um, so, I mean, it's that kind of place that total strangers will trust you, you know, that sort of thing. Well, a few days later, he came back and said, no, they didn't have any. He actually went and wow. looked at the flea market. <laughs> no, they didn't have any. Uh, but it's just that homey kind of it's quite experience a, for it's us. It's a community. It's a real, it is, it's yeah. like an, an instant community, even though you've never mm -hmm. met these people before. Never met them before, but, but we've all got common interests. And uh, so, so it's, it's just very homey. It's, it's, uh, it's, I guess that's why I said my second thing. It's, it's my happy place. It's, yeah. it's life in the slow lane. Uh, it's, it's, 
words really can't express it. I, I said it's like stepping back in time and, and it's leave it to beaver, but it's rustic. It's, you know, <laughs> yes. it's, it's kind of like you're living in that era where people didn't lock their doors and they left the cars open all the time. And, uh, and they talked just, to everyone they saw and yep, everybody yep. And was just always, instant friends. You always say good morning and yeah, we take the, they have an off-leash dog park. So we take the dogs to the park every day and let them run free. And there are picnic tables there that, that people sit on while the dogs are playing and you end up yakking with them and you see the same people day after day and, and you get to know them. So uh, it, it's just, it's, it's home. And the dogs love it too. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's their favorite campground as well. Yeah. And a funny story. We, we, we rent a golf cart and pretty much every day when the weather's cooperates, the dogs go with me on the golf cart to the off, off leash dog park. <laughs> so one dog sits beside me on the seat. The one, the other one is on the floor to the right, uh, right beside on my foot on the gas pedal. And he's right beside that. And then the third dog is on the back uh, where I can hold on to him with one arm. So I'm, I'm uh, two leads in my hand, holding on to the, the dog that's <laughs> behind me and driving with one hand, and off we go to the dog park. But the dogs know when we get there, uh, and they go into the camper. But as soon as I say, op I open the door so they can go outside and say, golf cart. They know where they're going, and the three of them run out and all hop up into their assigned place on the golf cart. They're ready to go. They all take <laughs> their assigned seats, and they're ready. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, oh, And the other thing that, that kind of makes it unique is that all of the campers, not all the campers, but, but all of the regular campers, uh, they bring special stuff to decorate their campsite. Uh, and I think I did a blog for you on the Mickey lamp. You did. Uh, yes. The Mickey lamp. A lot of campers have those Mickey lamps and it was there. I first saw it and, and decided I had to build one and discovered how to build them. Um, but, uh, they also hang strings of lights. They have rope lights that define areas within the campsite. Um, uh, they have wooden Mickey mouse signs with their name and their, their city and that sort of thing on it. Uh, so most of the campsites have some sort of personalization that people bring with them. And, and we, we take ours along every time we, we go, but at Christmas and Halloween, it is absolutely lavish. Uh, you would not believe what people do at Christmas and Halloween. The, the inflatable decorations are, everywhere uh and some of the homemade things that are absolutely astounding um some folks we we know from uh he's an electrician in pennsylvania but retired now moved to florida he built uh an entire scene from the haunted mansion wow that he would bring down his motorhome uh, and the scene where your doom buggy turns around backwards and you're going back through the hall and on your right hand side is the coffin and the guy is lifting the lid up and down. Oh yeah. yeah, coffin. yeah. He built that coffin and it was displayed with the guy inside and all the eerie lights oh, and the guys oh. lifting it up and down and the music. Is, uh, and that's the sort of thing that people do at their campsites. They go uh, all another out. Fellow converted his entire motorhome into a pirate ship oh. so it's the motorhome but up top are the masts with big sails and the bow sprint out the front it, uh just i mean if you if you can't imagine <laughs> what people dream up and do uh so i would urge listeners if you're if you're there in the three weeks or so before christmas or the three weeks before halloween hop on a boat go over to the campground in the evening, sometimes just when it's getting dark or after dark. And from the, from the boat, you can walk around in an hour and cover five or six of those camping loops and see some stuff that is just absolutely phenomenal. It will just, 
just makes you it wows you it, it's just something incredible. to see for sure yeah, yeah. uh and uh the the halloween the uh halloween christmas uh 4th of july and i'm not sure what other events but have golf cart parades so people decorate their golf carts <laughs> uh themed for christmas themed for halloween uh one year the the golf cart that won the the prize one halloween the entire cart was done up to look like the house from the movie up including the balloons up top all the pastel oh. colors matched the colors of the house everything and and there were just all you saw was the house and and the bottom of the wheels underneath so you knew someone was inside looking through the windows that but you couldn't see them uh and it was just this phenomenal creation and won the first prize there's also halloween there's a a, a costumed parade for pets oh you're kidding so you dress your pets up in <laughs> costume and take them off uh, to the, the dog park area where you parade around with your pets and oh they're judged. Uh, the the kennel, uh, Best Friends Kennel, provides prizes and all that sort of stuff. Two of our dogs placed third in the, in the parade <laughs> five or six years ago. Oh, that's so awesome. That's always good fun. But there's always lots of dogs there, and uh, we've seen a couple of cats in the parade as well. <laughs> they're always on high alert because of all the dogs. Of yeah, <laughs> uh, they're taking but their we've chances. also seen some not not in a parade, but we've seen some in the campground. Some other pets as well, like a potbelly pig. No, uh, the fellow was out walking his potbelly pig one day, and there's another camper we've seen there several times that has a perch outside his motorhome with his parrot on the perch. And no the way! Covered, but yeah. Yeah, so people bring all kinds of pets. It's a, it's a pet-friendly place. Oh, sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's uh, it's it's always safe and secure as well. The Disney security patrols quite regularly, and and there are uh, some of the campers. Uh, I don't think it's volunteer, but they they work part time as park rangers, and kind of enforce the policies. They make sure that. You know, quiet time begins at uh, 11 o'clock, and if you're noisy or rowdy, somebody's going to come and see you. And they, That's not very great. often, it's an issue, but but they they, but they if do there keep is. the peace and they keep yeah. So if if there is, they're, they're very quick to uh, quick to get to it and, and calm it down. Right. Um, like if people and, didn't know and they were just staying there, and they you know they'll yeah. come and tell them time to kind yeah. of quiet down and. Yeah, and it's generally not an issue with, you know, Christmas, Halloween. We've never been there for the 4th of July, but I, I understand that that does kind that of get gets rowdy a little rowdy from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little, yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, I guess I, uh, one of the other things I, I mentioned was pet-friendly, and I kind of talked about that with the uh, uh, the dog park and the, the – Halloween parade and stuff. For sure. And stuff. I had no idea that they had a pet parade. I think mm -hmm. that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely fun. pet I, friendly. <laughs> yeah. If, if, you're, uh, if your folks, uh, if your listeners do go to our, our little blog site and follow through some of those trip reports, uh, look for the ones, they're all listed by date, and look for the ones in October because you'll see our, our dogs in the dog parade pictures in those reports. <laughs> That is incredible. And I love seeing all that kind of stuff. And I have a picture on the blog that you did for me about Fort Wilderness of the dogs in their, um, in the golf cart as well. And I'll use that. Uh, I'll put that in the show notes of this episode as well. And I'll link okay. to your site for sure. But yeah. there's right. tons of stuff that goes on there, Gary. Uh, yeah. I uh, uh, Like if you weren't going I'm, to I'm, the parks. Yeah. I'm constantly amazed at the, the numbers of things that there are to do, and it, now the whole area is under construction. They they are redeveloping what used to be river country, and uh, making that all into the new uh, DVC resort called Reflections. So there was a whole area between the the Fort Wilderness Campground and the Wilderness Lodge Hotel. Um, 
that was the old river country, the original water park. It's all being bulldozed and, and new, uh, new DVC facility going in there. Um, so as a result of that, they, they moved, there used to be horse barns there, and there was a little petting zoo area, uh, Cinderella's, Cinderella's ponies were housed there. Uh, the Disney Calliope uh, was there, and you could go in and look at it and touch it, and the elaborate horse harnesses and things were all out on display. And that's all gone now because of the DVC development. The horses moved down to the trail ride stable, which is at the outpost or at the park entrance. So that stable area expanded to take the animals that had been up at the settlement near the Hoopty Doo Review, near uh, near the Trails End restaurant. Right. Uh, <clears throat> but you can still do trail rides uh, and uh, hop on a horse and take a 45-minute ride through the, the pine forest uh, area that surrounds the campgrounds. Um, what else to do? It, uh, um, the, the meadow is the main, uh, recreation area. Uh, so there's a, a place at the meadow called the bike barn and the bike barn is where you can go and rent a bicycle. You can rent canoes and paddle through the rivers that lace through the, the campground. Oh, you wow. can rent you can rent fish pole, fishing poles and fishing equipment, and you can fish in those rivers. Uh, it's all catch and release, but yeah. uh, and no license required. Florida does not require a license for fishing within a property like that. Oh, um, you there's can take pools our, on. Yeah, there's two swimming pools. Uh, one near the cab, the cabin area, and the main one is at the at the meadow. Uh, and it's a big pool with a water slide. There's a splash pad for the kids, a really nice hot tub, a snack bar, video arcade, uh, all of that within the, the little meadow complex. And pretty much right beside that is the trading post, the sort of general store, and a, a small lake. And across the lake from the, the trading post is the bike barn which is where you do your rentals. Um, you can arrange a Segway tour where they'll get a dozen folks and you all get on your Segways and they take you off to ride through <laughs> the trails and along the sides of some of the canals and that sort of thing. Um, the whole area is, is laced with canals and it's part of the, the water management system that Disney uses. Uh, they keep lots of water sitting around because when it gets dry, when you hit a drought, they have to keep the lake levels up in Bay Lake and uh, the Seven Seas Lagoon so that the ferry boats can keep going back and forth. If the right. lake dries up, then they can't. So, so what happens is the, the canal systems are, are basically just big reservoirs. And when the water level starts to drop in the lakes, they pump it out of the canals and top of the lakes. So that's why there's so much water laying around and you see all of the, the dams and, and the water breaks that control the level of it. Uh, and they're just storing that water for when they need it to top up the lakes. Oh, now um, that's a fun fact. Now, yeah, so that's, that's a little bit of trivia for you. That's uh, amazing. But uh, if you just, when you're done it, if you walk from the, the pool past the bike barn, the next thing you come across is an outdoor amphitheater. Uh, and it's the Chippendale Theater, where every night uh, there's a sing-along. A uh, fellow with the guitar comes out, leads everybody in song. First thing you know, Chippendale come and join and interact with the kids. Uh, and there are two great big fire pits. Uh, they're gas-fired fire pits, but they look very rustic. Uh, and you can roast marshmallows. They have uh, sticks for you to roast marshmallows, uh, which you can buy at the little snack bar or bring your own uh, and make s'mores. You can, you know, the graham crackers and chocolate and all that sort of <laughs> stuff. Uh, and then 
after the entertainment finishes, there's an outdoor movie projected on the, so you sit in, in a little bleacher area for all of the sing-along and, and, and stay there and watch the whatever the Disney movie happens to be that night. And every month there's a schedule of these are the movies that are going to be on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So every wow. night there's a, a special party for kids. And, of course, the Hoop-de-Doo review. We, we've seen it I don't know how many times. And it's a sort of thing we do it every few years. It's time to go back. It's just a – it hasn't changed. It's, it's played consistently since 1971. It's the same old corny jokes, the same <laughs> old uh, uh, – Toe tap and singing and guitars and banjos and uh, but it's just a lot of fun. So. Yeah, that's a that's a good. I have not been there in years and years for that mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. But Trails End, uh, I've been to quite a few times. That's a, a buffet, yeah. And, yeah. and that food is it's really good food there. Mm-hmm. But it's quite so. This is the whole camping experience. Mm-hmm. That is the whole camping experience. Trails End, have you, uh, Trails End is, uh, there are two things in that building. Uh, The Trails End is the the restaurant area. And then the downstairs piece is called Crockett's Tavern. And uh, it's a full service bar. And so if you're in the restaurant, you order a drink, your server goes down to Crockett's Tavern and brings (laughs) it up. Um, But next time you're there, Go into if you're old enough to remember the Davy Crockett TV series, mm-hmm. uh, Fess Parker and Buddy Ebsen, and it was my time back in the '50s when I was a, a little kid. Uh, but I was a big Davy Crockett fan. I had the coonskin hat. The whole, <laughs> the whole. Uh, but if you go in and just look at some of the art and the artifacts that decorate Crockett's Tavern. It is all related to Davy Crockett and that TV show. So you'll see a model of Mike Fink's keelboats, which were part of that TV series. And you can kind of see a whole bunch of, of the Davy Crockett TV show right in there. It's, it's a fun thing to do. More di- Disney details. I ha- you know, yeah. they're so fantastic. Now you yeah. think this is, it's a big, it's Fort Wilderness campground. But this is not, um, people shouldn't expect to go there and think that this is sort of uh, uh, an economy way to stay. Uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, it's, um, you, stay, you stay at the campground because you want the experience. You want something different. Um, and we, we don't always stay there. If we're going to Disney for an event. If we're, if we're just going down for a week, uh, if we're going for a D23 something, or um, Carol goes down to once a year and goes to the pin event at Epcot. Uh, and for that sort of thing, you stay somewhere else. Um, because it's, it's much more economical to stay at one of the value resorts than it is to stay at the campground. Right. Uh, an example, um, we when we rent our trailer, uh, we I think the last trip we paid something like a hundred and twenty dollars a night plus tax for the trailer. Mm-hmm. Then we pay for the campsite on top of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the campsite, campsite doesn't come with the trailer. <laughs> no, the campsite will cost you uh, and there. there different categories of site depending on where they're located and how big they are. Uh, and they vary by season. Uh, they're cheaper on weekdays than they are on the weekends and all of that. Uh, but they will cost you between 130 or $40 a night to $220, $230 a night. So our, our last stay there in January of this year, January, February, it was low season. And we paid something in the range of $275 a night plus tax. Right. Uh, so that's in the campsite and the trailer. Um, so you can, you can certainly do better than that in one of the value resorts. Right. Uh, so you, you go because you enjoy the pace and the environment and the surroundings. Uh, 
we always, when we, we get up in the morning and we went for a walk with you out the back of our campsite, and that put us on the old railroad line. There used to be a steam train that went all around inside the campground. Mm-hmm. And the area where we walked with you, you could still see some of the railway ties as we walked along uh, and over toward the canal. And we take the dogs up along that canal, which is a dog walk area with the poo pickup bags and everything all the way along. Um, we always take our phones with us because you never know what you're going to come across. We found, uh, I've got pictures of a, a blue heron that was right there beside us in the canal. Uh, Carol's got pictures of two owls that were perched up in a tree uh, as she was out walking the dogs one day. Uh, several times a week, you're going to encounter deer just out standing on the trail right where you are. And you can get within you know, 30, 40 feet of them before they shuffle off in the universe and disappear. So uh, um, it's, that's the kind of experience that we enjoy and we don't mind paying a bit of a premium for it. To do now, if we're just going down for the week, you're probably going to find us at the French quarter. Yes. That's, that's our favorite spot to, uh, (laughs) in the moderates. In the moderates. Um, Yeah. In the moderates, it's, uh, we gravitate because it's, it's smaller and it's, it's just comfortable for us. Yeah. I like the boat ride back and forth to Disney Springs. And yeah, it's a, that's a great resort. We should do a, We should do one on that too. Cause you guys have been, I mean, countless, countless, countless times. And I'm always learning some great trivia from you, Gary, every time I talk to you <laughs> and you know, yeah. you to mention the pin event. So for those listening, this is, this is the one that Carrie's always talking about. It's her and Carol going down together. Um, but when you guys go down, you let you always you bring the dogs when you're going to stay at the campgrounds. You don't take them obviously when you're staying at the French Quarter. So, right. but when you're going down with the dogs, you're not flying, are you? Oh no, no, no. We uh, we we have a, a Honda CRV, and the dogs ride on the back seat, um, and then we fill the the back area full of all the cargo, uh, all the clothing we're going to need for a month where it takes us pretty much a full month. Uh, we take three days going down and two days coming back. And um, it, uh, <laughs> we fill the car, we fill it right to the brim. Uh, and uh, the, the dogs, we, we even stack stuff under them on keep it level, but put stuff on the seat and then we have a sort of a hammock that keeps the dog fur off the upholstery, but it also keeps them from crawling into the front seat. Mm. We put a harness on the dogs and then loop it through the seat belts. So that if we have an accident, they're going to be reasonably secure, but they've still got enough room that they can get up and turn around and stretch and do that sort of thing while we're on the road. So we stop several times a day to let them out, take a stretch. They, they need a break the same as we do. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so they, uh, when they get in the car and it's all set up that way for, for them to travel with the harness on, they know where they're going. <laughs> they're excited. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's a long, long trek for them when they, you know, it's their 10 hours a day in the car for, for two days, at least we, we take too long, fairly long days so that we can get up in the morning the third day and, and be at the campground by noon. Mm. We want to be there so that we can get all our stuff set up and our decorating done. We've got to hang lights and do all our <laughs> stuff to put up my Mickey lamp. And um, so we do all of that the first day and we want to have all done before dark. Yes. So, that makes uh, sense. Yeah. So we want to be there by noon get in as soon as we can and, and get working at it. Yeah. And uh, then when it's all done, our tradition is first night, we'll go to Trails Inn and have dinner. Yes. You know, we just relax. We can start <laughs> soaking in the nature. Oh, it sounds fabulous. And I've seen, uh, yeah, I've seen some pictures of the car and I know that it's always a challenge on the way home is how are you going to fit everything in that you've bought or acquired mm-hmm. While you were there, <laughs> yes. that's, that's yes. a challenge. Somehow, somehow, in spite of whatever we leave behind, and and we have a lot of friends there, so Carol always packs a bit of a, a package for our Disney friends. Of uh, they like coffee crisp, 
Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> so she has Smarties and arrow bars and uh, things they can't get down there. We had uh, one couple from Missouri we've gotten to know quite well, and uh, they're big hockey fans. And in Missouri is a, a minor pro hockey team called the Missouri Mavericks. I'm not even sure what league they're in. But the players are young Canadian guys. And they had talked to Al and Jane, who were sponsors of the team, and said one of the things they really missed was ketchup potato chips, oh. which they don't have in the States. <laughs> so, so we took down some ketchup potato chips, which went back to the hockey guys in Missouri. Oh, uh, that's fantastic. So, so in, in spite of all that stuff that we leave behind, yeah, the stuff that is acquired to come back is, is always yeah. a challenge to get back in. But it wasn't an issue in the motorhome. We, we could <laughs> yeah, you had plenty of, of space in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but it's a little different in the car. Oh, wow. Gary, this has been so much fun chatting with you about this stuff. I, I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours on end with this. I hope well, that I, you're going to come back and, and join me again for another one. I'd be delighted. As you, <sighs> as you can tell from, from listening to me, I love talking about the fort. You do. You do. Now, <laughs> before I, before we wrap any episode, um, I, I share and my guests share something that brought you pixie dust this week. So anything, it doesn't have to be Disney related, but something that brought a little joy into your life this week. Would I have to go first? Well, okay, my guest always goes first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I did. I didn't know the rules. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we, we did have a little pixie dust. Uh, we've been uh, housebound for a while, um, and actually longer than most. Uh, Carol just had some knee replacement surgery uh, the end of February, just shortly after we got back from Disney. And uh, so she had a new knee on the 28th of February, and we were pretty much housebound after that. She came home from the hospital the first of March, I think. And other than going out for physiotherapy at the hospital, we've been at home since the first or second of March. And uh, <laughs> she's, she's doing very well. She's healing. That's good. She's fine. She's back to normal. But here we are housebound and bored and just going stir crazy. So this week we had a block party uh, last Saturday. Uh, but it was kind of different. We live in a neighborhood where where we bought a new home. It was pretty much the first house on the street. We watched all the others go up, up and down the street within a year, year and a half. And most of the people here are those same original buyers. Wow. And we're not best of friends, but we know them all. Right. And uh, so you know, I always say hi in the street and you see the kids. We watch the kids grow up. Um, so this past Saturday, uh, three o'clock Saturday afternoon, it was kind of, I heard a couple of the ladies prearranging it. Uh, everybody grabbed their lawn chairs and went out and sat in the driveways. And, uh, so we used to, our driveway and the driveway next door. And so Carol and I sat in two lawn chairs in one corner of the driveway. Folks across the road were in two lawn chairs at the other end of the driveway. So 25 feet away and folks next door it's a big double driveway and they had four families in each corner of that with their own lawn chairs and everybody brought their own drink their own snacks and we just sat out there for an hour an hour and a half and chatted uh and it just it felt so good it was you know they weren't really good friends but it just nice yeah. to talk to somebody <laughs> so that was my pixie dust it was just That's... it was a a, a social distancing get together <laughs> that it was outside we were a, a good distance apart everybody felt safe and secure but we had a chance to talk and interact and it was it was just good 
Oh, that's so great. It's, you know, with the, this, um, coronet, I keep wanting to call it the Coronado virus, the, this COVID, <laughs> this COVID, COVID thing. 19. Yeah. That's easier to say, but you're right because we, we've definitely, we're not, we're not interacting. Obviously we're being socially mm -hmm. responsible and staying a good distance apart. But if you can, if you can do that and, and have that kind of social distancing yeah. and chat with your neighbors at the same time, it's mm -hmm. fabulous. Yeah. yeah. What a great thing. And yep. So we we just couldn't figure out how we could get together and have a beer or something. It's, yeah. you know, it's, we gotta keep that distance. So yeah, yeah, for sure. And mine kind of came out of the same the COVID. Um, you know, it it's all kind of born out of necessity. I'm a big uh, I'm a big believer. I order stuff online all the time, so that's not new for me. But I used to always get my groceries. I would order them online and then do the click and collect, where you go like you drive in and pick them up, and and they mm -hmm. just bring them out, put them in your trunk. But because of all of this that's going on, I couldn't get an appointment to go pick up my groceries. So I was forced to try this a new the actual delivery service from Loblaws. Um, they actually have a delivery service where you go, you select your groceries, but it's a little different in that you can offer, you can select your items and then say, if, if you're out of stock on this, just give, this is a good replacement for me. And mm -hmm. when the guy was actually doing the grocery shopping for me, he was texting me and saying, Oh, they're out of this and they don't have your replacement. Do you want this instead? It was fantastic. Wow. wow. Yeah. The yeah. service was it's really good. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing how how people are adapting, but the businesses are adapting as well. Uh, and it's funny you say that. Uh, Carol ordered online from our local, it's a Loblaws affiliate, Value Mart, which is just a few blocks from our home. And uh, so she sent me the list. And I looked at it and said, oh, I could probably use some apples. And she said, oh, don't you have Go to the fridge. No, there's only three or four there. So she does another order. She tried to tag it on. Well, once the order's done, it's done. She couldn't fix it. Uh, so she did another order and several other things she thought of as well. So I'm going tomorrow twice <laughs> to pick up <laughs> one at 11.15, one, one at 1.15. But uh, uh, it, it's really wonderful how how it's being made convenient, yes. uh, even though it's horribly inconvenient. Yeah, so. I think I think a lot of businesses are going to learn from this time and how to be more efficient and more, you know, and we're all learning how to have a little more patience, I think. Well, we're going to have a little more time at it because I think this is going to go on for another month or two. I know, that's what I'm thinking too. So Carrie and I have been doing some episodes about how we're staying entertained. So um, <laughs> one one week we really didn't have many great ideas. The second week we had a few more, but we'll keep we'll keep going. So thank mm -hmm. you so much, Gary, for taking the time to chat with me today. This has been a ball. It's been a pleasure. Thanks very much for asking me. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. If you are enjoying the content that we're putting out there and the topics that we're covering. You could really help me out by sharing it with your friends, your family, sharing it online with others who you think might enjoy it. Also, ratings and reviews are really important in the podcast world. So if you could leave me a review on whatever platform you're listening on, it would really be a big help. Thank you again for all of your support. And remember, until next time, you are never too old to be young. Chase your dreams and design your own happily ever after.